Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing, Ben Kissel? You're hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. Hey, Fernando. Hey, Travis. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Collectively. I went to the ear doctor yesterday, and you know what he said? My ear is full of pus. And then you were like, what? That's horrible. It was awful, so I apologize if I don't hear you guys properly. My ear is full of pus. Mm. Isn't that weird? Well, you know. What do you mean that you know? <laughs> what were you sticking in there, Ben? Whoa. I didn't do anything. You know who did it was Jerry, because every day I wake up with Jerry licking some part of my face. And he's out there, and he's eating his kibbles, and he's doing God knows what with these squirrels. Yeah. He might be blowing the squirrels out near the pool, mm-hmm. and he's coming in, licking my ear. Putting all that squirrel cum in your ear. Now my ear's full of pus. <laughs> Good pus grief. Or squirrel cum. We'll never know. That's how the wives of those senators that go and do that in the airports must feel. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Tap that toe, Mr. Craig. Scandalous. Hello. Hello. I have never once been solicited for a blowjob in a bathroom, and I'm starting to think these senators are sizest. <laughs> they don't want the they don't want the big man. They want the uh, perhaps they want the littler one, the smaller ones, please. Maybe oh. we don't know. We have a bunch of stuff to get to, much more important stuff than what we've talked about so far. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about what's happening in California. You can get an AR-15 now. Because apparently before, in 1989, California banned the AR-15, but now a federal judge just said you can get an AR-15 because it's similar to a Swiss Army knife. And I remember that when that person in Parkland killed all those kids with that Swiss Army knife. (laughs) So, of course, the question is, uh, what does it mean? Does it matter? Should we care? I'm actually kind of conflicted on this because as far as I know, every other state has these damn guns. Why not California? I don't know. I know it's very bad. It's very dangerous. I'm just saying, if we're going to live in a country full of guns, give me a gun then. Yeah. I don't know what to do. We're actually reading multiple articles that are coming out now talking about the arms race that's happening all over America, which has been my statement that I've been talking about for five freaking years, maybe even 10, talking about the individual arms race happening within suburbs, within municipalities all over this country. Every neighbor wants more guns than the next. So... The only gun law that we have seen or the only gun laws that we have seen passed since Columbine just 22 years ago (sighs) have been to increase the amount of guns that are on our streets. So it looks like the AR-15 is coming to a neighbor's house near you. 
here in California. So that means lock up the dogs because they're going to be shot. (laughs) All right. It's possible. Uh, Anyway, so that's it's an interesting thing, because when it comes to the Second Amendment, it is such a complex issue, Mm -hmm. because especially when you break this stuff down economically and racially, if you look at the NRA, for example, they don't do dog shit when an innocent uh, black man, for example, is arrested for having a gun, finds out that this gun was actually registered to them. Right. They just live in two different sets of America where they're still punished for owning firearms. Meanwhile, of course, you can literally storm the Capitol with a gun in your ass and <laughs> everyone's just like, that is a patriot. Right. The set of standards is so different. And if you look at, you know, Huey Lewis and if you look at the Black Panther Party, um stokely carmichael one of the main reasons why california got such strict gun laws was to disarm the black panther party right so it's kind of it's it's a really complex issue because again if everyone else is going to have these damn things well then people in the minority also need to have those things and you could make a strong argument that the fanaticism we were just talking about this on side stories this crazy ass church i think it's called the iron rod church Uh, they worship their guns yes white fanaticism and fetishization fetishization i have pus in my ear (laughs) but the white man the white people fetishize the gun in a way that is unbelievably indicative of what we're seeing right now why are we seeing so much violence specifically coming from certain groups that uh, fancy themselves patriots when in reality they're really doing a lot to undermine our democracy and to undermine our democratic process but they have the power they have the gun so the question is you know does this small d democratize further the second amendment because I, i'm just it's a conflicting it's it's, it's just hard it's, it's there's a lot there right well and you mentioned the the nra the national rifle association um certainly i mean they're just a fascist group well historically like you said they supported gun control originally back in the 60s when it again it came to disarming and not allowing certain groups of minorities to have guns so that's where the nra was historically on that obviously since then like you've pointed out they stay very quiet when a poor black man is is legally owning his gun and then shot by police don't forget the nra it's only four million people right it's not that many people but politically they're so powerful they got $20 million in 2015 from the Russians. I was going to say, it's a very rich 4 million people. I it's mean, a very rich 4 million, but the NRA got 20 million bucks from the Russians in 2015. This is, it's on the books. You can see it happen. Right. And then the vast majority of that money gets funneled to Republicans. In primary, specifically. In primary. If you even come off remotely like an anti-gun or pro-gun control Republican, goodbye to you in the primary. So, I mean, so the Russian government is literally funding the NRA and the NRA isn't just involved with Russia. I mean, they're involved in Australian politics. They're trying to get guns legalized in Australia. They're trying to make money around the world. And a lot of people say the Second Amendment itself was initially created to help you know, racism, to help slavery. Uh, authors like Carol Anderson will talk about this, how the, the, the militia that they're talking about, it was for slave uprisings. It wasn't to protect yourself from the government or, right. you know, it was, it was a very, uh, a white versus other mentality. Sure. Natives as well, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. As, as the nation continued to go west, they had to defend themselves against non-Americans. And I'm assuming at some point there must have been some freedom-loving person back then who said, we got to give these slaves guns. And then that person was quickly shut up and maybe <laughs> uh, maybe killed themselves because I think that idea, the Second Amendment only goes so far because 
you could make a strong case the people who needed the Second Amendment the most were the people who were being persecuted by the overseers. By the government. By the crackers. By the government. Exactly. And those people would naturally be the slaves or the Native American. Those are the people who need the guns the most in order to uh, stop the atrocities that are being done to them. So this is what happened in California. A federal judge overturned California's longtime ban. And it's an interesting reasoning the dude's name is roger benetez and he is out of san diego and this is what he had to say he says like the swiss army knife the popular ar-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment firearms deemed as assault weapons are fairly ordinary popular modern rifles oh it sounds like he's doing a qvc pitch <laughs> Wait this a dude is like he's like laurie uh from shark tank this man is pitching <laughs> the hell out of the ar-15 it doesn't really seem like the words of a judge it seems like the words of someone who might be part of that iron rod church <laughs> again a complex issue yeah but it's like yeah it's a it's a perfect combination of home defense and homeland defense <laughs> Call now, order your Swiss Army knife, and get this free AR-15. Home Wait. defense is going to be all yours. So am I paying for the Swiss Army knife or the AR-15? The Swiss Army knife is the low, low price of $2,000. <laughs> it reminds me of, uh, oh my goodness, what's the name of that dude? Bronson, Bronson, the wonderful actor from Beverly Hills Cop 3, 2, and 1. Also of Mork and Mindy fame, I believe. Robin Williams? No, my goodness. Bronson Pernchaw. Oh, Bronson Pincho from uh, Perfect Strangers. Perfect Strangers, yeah. that's right. I always confuse it with Mork and Mindy. I don't know why, but it reminds me of Beverly Hills 3 when he shows up. He's showing them all of the guns. One's got a microwave in it. One's got like a whole bunch of other shit <laughs> oh happening. God. But it really does seem like that. So this judge, he loves his AR-15s, and he wants all of you to be able to love them as well. In the ruling, he also wrote, one is to be forgiven if one is persuaded by news media and others that the nation is awash with murderous AR-15 rifles. The facts, however, do not support this hyperbole and facts matter. The question is, uh. do more guns make us safer or less safer? Uh, he cites data from 2019. So in 2019, the FBI, the data that they got is that the handgun is most commonly used in murders. Uh, it accounted for 6,368 victims. Knives or cutting instruments, that was about 1,000, about 1,500 murders. And rifles accounted for 364 murder victims. And firearm types not stated accounted for uh, around 3,000 or so. But as we know with mass shootings, you know, these things can happen uh, so much death and destruction can happen so, so fast. Quickly, yeah. Right. And uh, as a society, I, I don't know if I, how bad is your shot? Not to be a totally hacky comedian, but home defense? Do you live in Ruby Ridge? Like, what's happening? What do you mean for home defense? It just seems a bit of a stretch, but this is where it gets conflicting because, again, every other state has them. Right. It's not for defense. If it were for defense, then people who would be allowed to have them, because, uh, for example, like a home security system, you're allowed to have it even if you've been to jail. If you're a felon, you can have a home security system, right? Because you're protecting sure. your house. But if you if you have any sort of criminal record, you're suddenly not allowed to have a gun. What about a Swiss Army knife? Um, well, you know, obviously the hyperbole exists <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly. Right. So, and who is most likely to be convicted of a crime and put in jail? People oh, sure. of color. 
Yes, I, I'll point out that in my home state of Ohio, it is a uh, felony to have both a gun and drugs in your car at the same time, which has been very troubling for our medical marijuana laws. But yeah. how did that law get started? Again, who would they usually pull over and they're carrying drugs and guns, at least that the law would assume it was usually minority. Oh, so the law in that case would be that you could you could legally have your have gun, gun, but if you got stopped and you happen to have a joint, right? Suddenly, and a gun, that became a felony. Exactly. That's brilliant. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on <laughs> well, you know what, what I mean. you want. Yeah. I learned a lot. I did grand jury duty in Brooklyn, New York, Kings County. Two weeks of grand jury duty. For those that don't know, the grand jury, it's uh, it's a group of about 22 civilians and they deem if a case has enough evidence to go to trial so you hear a boatload of of cases and you just hear the prosecution side i thought it was fascinating obviously i mean kings county brooklyn extremely diverse um jury pool extremely diverse i mean it's a united nations it was fantastic uh and fascinating um, definitely some problematic views when it comes to a, a, a sexual assault that we saw on camera. Uh, and then some people literally were like, why was she walking out? They didn't sound like that. They're like, why Why was she walking out so late? Why was she alone? All this uh, stuff. I'm like, okay, buddy, we're going to have to. That's just <laughs> not going to happen. So I had to yell at everybody as I do sometimes. Right. But one of the things that I learned from that experience was how unbelievably skeptical the uh, black and brown communities are, number one of the police, and number two of them planting evidence. Gun laws. And yeah. gun laws. So the gun laws, especially in New York, I mean, they're so unbelievably strict. So we had multiple officers. There was one case in particular where the cops said that the guy was in handcuffs and then they found this gun on him. Ooh. And this gun, you know, it's so funny, man. You get a little pea shooter, dude. Snub gun? A little snub it? gun, about yeah. three inches. But they're like, we found it in his hands. And I'm like, I don't know if you did because it seems like you handcuffed him and stuff and it's just the perfect gun to plant. Right. So interestingly enough, the jury did not take that to trial because so many people spoke up and they're like, this is a planted gun. I believe it's a planted gun for this reason. Many times they had experiences uh, mm. with the officers planting things, seeding drugs, seeding guns. That's why we need to get rid of all of the uh, mandatory minimums, mandatory minimums. But also when it comes to officers having to fill quotas, oh, all of that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it used to be a joke when I was growing up. It's like it's the end of the month. Don't speed. Right. You know, they got to fill the quotas. And in my case, you know, obviously it was a relatively mundane, small Wisconsin town. We're just talking about speeding tickets here. But imagine when you're in New York City, you got to fill quotas. And it's not just parking violations. Right. So there was so much skepticism of the officers talking about this firearm that they supposedly found. It didn't go to trial. But of course, when it comes to the grand jury, the reason the system always wins, the House always wins, is they just go to the next grand jury, present the exact same case, and they'll just get it to go to trial. Right. They'll get a jury. They'll get a jury that they, that, that they, want. That they want at some point. They'll figure it out. So when it comes to allowing the AR-15, I also see it from the perspective of, so now you've decriminalized a group of people that were previously acting feloniously. Right. Now you would also have to get this registered, right? So I right. think that might be a good thing as well. If you have, I, I firmly believe everything on the down low, it's more dangerous. It just is. It is. Again, look at Larry Craig. Uh, <laughs> anytime you're doing something that's in the dark, it's natural that you're gonna stumble and it's gonna be dirtier and it's gonna be more dangerous, just naturally. So I suppose if you look at it from that perspective, where now you have people who can register for the gun and they will no longer be seen as felons in the eyes of the law. When it comes to criminal justice reform, this is another angle of it right. where 
you know, should these people be incarcerated for owning something that our neighbors right across the fucking way get to have in bulk? Right. You know, and that's the thing when it comes to marijuana as well now. That's why we're working with the Last Prisoner Project. We have people in prison for doing something that I just did right now. That you, that uh, I just cor- smoked a J right now. Whoa, corporation, my ears full of pus. That a corporations are making billions off of now. making billions. Not so, only that. So know. from that perspective, I also understand that. Can you imagine? There are people in New York and in California. This is why California is the fifth worst state to be a black male in. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not why in particular, but this is part of the larger problem. Right. Because they create felons, and you create felons when you pass restrictive laws. So. I understand the merit of the AR-15 ban, and I kind of wish that they were never created. And I really wish that no one ever used them to kill mass amounts of people. But if we're going to have them legal in some states, isn't it only fair to have it legal in another? Otherwise, we're going to have somebody incarcerated for doing something again. Here, where if somebody did the exact same thing in Idaho, they're just at the town parade, shooting it in the air like Saddam Hussein. (laughs) The way I feel is uh, that even if they did make AR-15s, you know, you could register and make them legal. And we did have the assault rifle ban for 10 years and things, you know, it was fine. No one freaked out. What's not going to change is that there's still quotas. And not only do police officers have quotas, prisons have quotas. Yes, they do. They have seats, they have beds to fill. And so, okay, fine. The AR-15 is now legal. They're going to figure out a way you know, that's they have a quota to fill. When you right. brought that up, it triggered uh, my thoughts on this because of yeah. because it, it, it this won't change things for people of color. It'll change things for probably very wealthy people or people of or white people. But it probably won't change a lot of things for the poor, the people that are genuinely affected by these laws already. Right. And of course, uh, I just recently saw a report that showed that over the last few decades, California has built way more prisons than it has built schools uh, yeah we talked about how i think there's 80 i mean there are more universities than prisons but there are so many i think it was yeah. 84 uh f- facilities something crazy yeah. like that so you know it is such a complex issue because it's not as if gun violence isn't already happening right you know you look at what's happening all across this country especially in urban areas and gun violence is there and they have some of the strictest gun laws now i also understand if one state has a strict gun law but the other state doesn't it's a pretty easy way to get that gun so it's all it's what makes it so frustrating in this unbelievable fluid nation of ours where it is 50 states it is almost 50 unique countries right but you just kind of go freely through how do you do that? I mean, in New York, for example, or D.C., you just go to Virginia, New York, you go to Jersey. You know, it's right. not difficult to do or Pennsylvania, more likely, as opposed to Jersey. It reminds me of a case as well that I saw in New York where this guy's daughter, she was out in New York City, like, I don't know, whatever, just doing what daughters do, yeah, a doing, bunch of drugs and gang bangs and stuff like that. <laughs> and the guy went to go get his daughter and he had, to be fair, he had a car that was just, it was shaped like a gun. The whole thing was like, I got guns in here. Gun gun. literally like said shit about guns. It was just a, he's a guy who loves guns. License plate. I got guns. I got guns. Literally. So he was pulled over in the tunnel. As soon as he came into the city, <laughs> he had a bunch of ARs. He's serving years in prison um, because you can't do it. Well, can't but it guns. was legal 10 feet ago. Right. And they, as soon as they saw this dude's car. They're like, that is, even if he doesn't have guns today, we'll get him tomorrow. Like, this guy, he's got guns. And the question is, you know, is that sentence fair? Is that something, you know, as a society, when we're talking about trying to figure out how to 
treat these issues in non-criminal fashion? Like, what are the root issues for gun violence, all of these things? We need to address that, mental health, all of the lack of facilities, lack of education, complete despair with you know the internet and social media. It's a conflicting thing. Right. Because I can also see the perspective of of somebody who is of color who says, Great, now I can finally get my air, you know, get my air keep my house and, safe. And keep my house safe and also be treated like the white guy in right. Wisconsin. But that being said, uh Fred Gutenberg, great last name, Gutenberg. Fred Gutenberg. Love his press. Uh his daughter was killed at Stoneman Douglas. Um, of course, Nicholas Cruz, if you want to check out a fascinating little YouTube video, it's called uh, How to Fake Being a Psychopath or whatever. <laughs> Nicholas Cruz does not do a good job. You can't, like, a true criminal psychosis is so freaking trippy. And Nicholas Cruz is, you know, he's just an asshole. But this is what Fred had to say. He says, my daughter is in a cemetery because a Swiss Army knife was not used because it was an AR-15, he said. If it was a Swiss Army knife, my daughter and most of those other kids and adults would be alive today. So I completely understand 100% that perspective as well. Right. And you make a very good point. I mean, not, not only um, are you pointing out the disparity within gun laws for each state, right? How yes. they apply to the whites and how they apply to everyone else. Um, but you made a very good point. In fact, you know, our country's been dealing with with that for years not just with the gun issue but now with uh medical and legal marijuana mm -hmm. if it's legal in one state how do you take it over to another state right lax lets people fly out with as much weed almost like an ounce of weed now and they can fly to wherever right they, don't, you're, even, you're, they you're, don't even tell you the tsa they, they literally just said like if you have weed we don't give a shit dude right <laughs> yeah they basically they they put out measurements and it's like you can fly with a bunch of weed out of lax now wow but, um, and it also ties into the issues with gay marriage, right? Because that is literally, you know, it's fascinating that this gun issue is going in front of a court because I do think that's where this will eventually get solved is the courts. That's what happened with gay marriage. The same thing was happening. It's legal in some states, not legal in other states. That's how uh, Ohio, it actually went from Jim Obergefell, who is a man who just- Jim Obergefell? He's a man of Cincinnati who oh. just wanted to get buried next to his partner who had been deceased oh. and the state of Ohio was not going to let him because they were legally married somewhere else but not in ohio where oh, gay marriage was illegal oh and that's what made God. it go to the supreme court and then thankfully the supreme court made the right choice and made it just legal across I the didn't, land i didn't realize that it was a it was what is it called again i got pus in my ear it was post humongous yes. po po posthumously po posthumously Posthumously for jim's husband so that was but the so case sad. was obergefell versus ohio Isn't and he was wild. still alive uh, no, that the husband had passed away. Obergefell is still alive. I mean, okay, he's, he's a big hero. He's he's awesome. in all the gay pride parades. I oh, mean, yeah. God bless his activism. He's in the the uh, LGBTQ Hall of Fame now. Oh I no, mean, kidding! I think well. that's just called the Hall of Fame. Okay, great, good. <laughs> yeah, we, it Should doesn't be. need to be separate. <laughs> okay. No, it's just called the Entertainment Industries Hall of Fame. Uh, fantastic. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful, but we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Well, there's a lot to talk about with the AR-15, with gun violence in this country. Obviously, people who are massive Second Amendment advocates are very happy with the judge's decision. And uh, hopefully it doesn't lead to, to violence. I just I, I, I firmly do also believe if you're going to commit a mass act of violence, you're going to murder a bunch of people. Don't think you give a shit if you get a gun illegally. Right. Right. So that's a little bit of the slippery. That's a little bit of the argument as well, where it's like, all right, you can ban everything. But if somebody wants to get it, they're going to get it. And again, that's possible because you just go to your neighbor next door and grab it. Right. When I say neighbor, I mean state. Yes. Yeah. And and I mean, there'll be a lot more to come. I mean, it's like you said. We've talked about this. If you make something illegal like the AR-15, and there are so there are millions out there. So if many. If you did a federal ban on AR-15s at this point, I don't know how you're going to just logistically get that done. You know, I did get a DM from somebody apparently in oh, was it? It may have been Australia, maybe New Zealand. Uh, they did do a massive buyback. Yes, mm-hmm. Australia right. so you did can, that. You, you can do buybacks, and you can't because I've said this before. That's how Australia did Keep, it. That's how Australia did it. Yeah. And of course, in Australia, you still have hunting guns and stuff like that. I do believe that people change, and so I think you can go through truly a gun phase. You could start. I have a bunch of shoes right now. I'm going to start <laughs> giving those away, but nobody is going to get my killed by size. your shoes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no one's my foot size. Right. Just don't get under that shoe. Exactly. <laughs> So people, maybe you hoard guns for ten years. All of a sudden, you find love, and then you have a family, and you realize the I don't want of, all these guns by my family. I don't want all these guns by my with my family because that's a whole other side of the argument where like it's great for home defense, but the vast majority of shootings Just from kid, guns kids finding a gun. <laughs> it's your kid finding a gun, or it's your kid coming home late and you getting spooked. It's like it's so common that you kill a family member with one of these guns as well. So maybe a federal buyback could work. But on a mass level, Americans are just Americans. And I've always like the vaccine, for example, I got the vaccine, I got my double vax. If the government mandated it, you can just see people being like, no, and I was going to do it. But no, because that's America. Right. That's why this new vax lotteries are so popular. Because that's another you good are point. basically saying, hey, it's it's kind of like it's a bribe. bribery. It's, it's a, bribe. a bribe. It is, yeah. So you maybe that's how you do it with guns. Be like, if you come bring me all your AR. You get a free scratcher. You get a free scratcher and you might win a million bucks. I mean, <laughs> you could do it. You could do it. Also, if you're a parent of somebody like Adam Lanza's mom, Adam Lanza, obviously not someone who was emotionally capable to have a gun. Don't buy your kid a bunch Uh, of guns. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to talk about when the government decided to make gold illegal. Mm. And, you know, and they took FDR. They took the gold back from all citizens. And so 1933. uh, Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, it was right. 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 The shift from the gold standard to just a fiat money money. That's just. 
paper. It's know. fantasy money. We're, yeah, it was a slippery know. slope. It was Nixon who did it in 71, got us officially off the gold standard, but it that was the beginning. Yeah, the beginning of it. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and this was for like a war effort thing, well, right? It was exactly. to get a handle of the Great Depression. That right. was basically it. Yeah, to get a hold over the currency again. So they literally needed the gold from the citizens and they were like, give us your gold. Don't worry about it because money is imaginary. No, they made it illegal to own gold specifically so you had to get rid of it so you had to give your gold to the government and that wow. i hope they bought it back well I hope it was a hell of a well, program use that gold to get now you gotta buy our guns back with the gold oh, give us our gold back that's right yes <laughs> it was uh, go. the golds for guns program that fdr the golds for the, guns program the unknown fdr programs <laughs> because that's the thing how are you gonna get all these guns yeah off the streets you can't just that's why it's the interesting thing about politics and I understand the frustration. I was just yelling at my friend Ed publicly, and it was with Henry as well. And Henry was like, "You're yelling in public." It's because you have pus in your ear. I have pus in my you ear. Have and no I wasn't idea how to, loud you are. I wasn't able. You're to, yelling at us. I wasn't <laughs> able to eat. I couldn't eat, so I, I only drank beer because I couldn't. I couldn't <laughs> chew my food because of all the pus in my ear. Last week it was buffalo shrimp. Now it's pus. Oh I my think they're god. related. Oh my god. I, <laughs> we need a commission. Thirty nine and holding. Thirty nine and holding. Is this it now? This is my this whole is, life screaming about guns <laughs> and, pus. and pus in my ear. Oh my god. But any hoot, government buybacks, something like that. I mean, I do think something like that could be effective and something like that could work. But would it work on a mass scale to truly again curb the, it's just Stephen Paddock? It's just, it's one person, right. you know, that does this shit. Stephen Paddock took 56 lives, injured hundreds and hundreds of people, and psychologically wounded the country. Definitely. It's just one jackass. He had 20 fucking guns in that room. You know, that, you know, even if the government did a buyback, he ain't showing up to, to give them back. But I do think it would be a good reason. I think it would be a good incentive because, again... There are a lot of people that I think are looking at guns in their house right now and just be like, I probably could get rid of this. The only one I want, I want one Magnum and I want to fill it with uh, fun bullets that talk like in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I don't know if that's a real gun, Ben. Oh, I don't think that I want the Roger like Rabbit that. gun. That's a cartoon gun. What's the legality of that gun? Is that like a Swiss Army knife? I drew it. Oh, well then as long as it talks, you'll be if fine. I, I bet you I could draw and 3D print a version of that uh, that's a whole nother thing that's the libertarians love the 3d printers that make guns so if you've ever seen i forget the name of the movie where the guy makes the wood gun and tries to assassinate the president but if there's going to be someone sneaking a gun in it's going to be a plastic 3d printed gun so now those are also on the chopping block i think the biden administration actually has addressed that right but what are you going to do go to everyone's house and be like what you printing in there <laughs> it's it's, right. it's it's so difficult so that's what i was going to try to say in american politics you know people get so angry and, and you do want to scream as i'm doing now even though i think i'm whispering but again you know Puss in the air. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence, though, as a tech person as I am, to you cannot 3D print an AR-15. You can 3D print right, a, a gun. That don't know. Well, you can 3D. No, it's not. Not even about the size. Oh, it's about the parts. And it's you a, put exactly. It and about the heat. Good call. And about bull, shooting a bullet requires a lot of. Uh, it generates a lot of force and it generates yeah. a lot of heat. So guns have to be made of metal because otherwise they would explode. Yeah. So if you you know you like can, a Looney Tunes cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. So you, that's what used to Bugs happen. Bugs Bunny 3D printed all of his guns. That's old, how he old timey yeah, guns used to yeah, explode because they were made you know they weren't made well yeah. but so even if you could 3d print a gun it would it wouldn't be as effective you couldn't do, you can only use it once is what they said you could use it very yeah. limited you couldn't pull a steven paddock killing that right. many people it would melt right away right 
So they're it's a, still. You it's know, a great point. That's a that's a great point. It is point. it is a different. It's not apples and oranges, but it's like apples and then like a shitload of other a gra- apples. A grape apple. What are they? Yeah, the wax apple. apple. Yeah. A grapple. A grapple. <laughs> mm. So yeah. people scream about politics, and they're like, "Why the guns? This issue?" And then a lot of people will just say, "What? Just get rid of the guns." But again, it, it, this isn't something that can just be done with an executive order. If it could be, it would have been done. It's just not possible because of the nature of what we're talking about, which is an assault weapon. Right. You know, and people even get upset if you call it an assault weapon. I don't know what else to freaking call it. It's an assault weapon. I can't tell you how many people, because back in the day, you know, the AR doesn't stand for like assault rifle. It stands for Armalite. And then it, st- it means Armalite. Mm. And then everyone will be like, it means Armalite. It doesn't mean assault rifle, but it's an assault rifle. Armalite sounds like something the British would put on a cracker. Oh, I believe that along with their beans. Mm. Vegemite. What is Vegemite. Marmamite. 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 Australians. Marmite. So we'll keep that conversation going and let us know what you think. Are you happier now that California has the AR-15? Are you getting one? Are you getting one? <laughs> Are you absolutely pissed off and upset that now uh, California has the AR-15, or at least legally? Right. Because I don't want to break any news here, but California currently has a shitload of AR-15s. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know. I would say as a compromise, we still need to pass background checks. We need to get much more. You, we need uh, wait periods for guns. If somebody walks into a gun store, even mildly flustered, I'd say let's take a break. You know what I'm saying here? Listen to this. Oh. The first ever gun slash THC slash CBD store. Mm. Okay. So you go in, uh-huh. you're a little nervous. Maybe you're a little tense. You know what? Not the gun today. Go with the weed, go uh-huh. with the CBD. Oh. Give them an alternative. Then they really think about what they're about to think do. Think about it, and then they get all super stoned. Uh-huh. And then you don't have to sell them anything. Exactly, except for a hot dog. I'm also selling hot dogs. Oh, Dodger I, dogs. Same store. Interesting to point out, in California, if you legally, you know, if you have a medical marijuana card, because everyone here in California can smoke weed, but certain people can still get a medical marijuana card, which is a, you don't pay taxes on the weed. There's, oh. there's you know, there's different there's different laws for different people. I wonder if I can get that for the puss man. But if you have that, you can't own a gun, Ben, in the state of California. So by it's like s- Ohio, yeah, exactly. Same with New Mexico, same with Arizona, any of those states, much of the Southwest. If you have a medical marijuana card or have ever at any time had so one, even though it weed is legal, even though weed is legal, when you say basically it's a there's a mutually exclusive. You can either have guns or you can have your medical marijuana card. You cannot have both. Same thing in Ohio. That's why when we roll out medical marijuana uh, in Ohio, it was already so botched by the Kasich administration, but that was the other loophole. What do I do now with my legal gun and my also legal, legal medical weed. marijuana? You can't they have can't, It cancels each other out. You cannot have Arbitrary both. and absolutely stupid. John Kasich was on that horrible show, Bill Maher, and I turned it on for a small amount of time. John Kasich, man, those Lincoln, uh, the Lincoln Project, Lincoln guys. Project, John not Weaver. Lincoln, yeah, the Lincoln uh, Project Republicans are such scumbags, and they've such totally scum. taken over MSNBC. Mm. And all of these, like Steve Schmidt, the main guy for the Lincoln Project, after John Weaver was a John uh, Weaver had to step down because he's been a pedophile for years, and he's been advancing. He would get uh, young boys internships with the Lincoln Project in exchange for uh, you know, it's fucking disgusting, man. Uh, and then of course Steve Schmidt. 
he brought us Sarah Palin, which you could argue was the beginning of the beginning of the end, end of yeah. the <laughs> mild amount of intelligence this country might have had at some point. I don't know. I can see Russia from my house. Oh, Sarah, thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> but anyway, I don't even know why I mentioned. Well, it was just because you mentioned John Kasich. Right. And, uh, I watched him on Bill Maher and he shakes and he's weird. And uh, he's very twitchy these days. He's very twitchy and he is absolutely completely useless. But anyway, so get your AR-15s here along with a hot dog. Along with a Swiss Army knife. Along with Call a Swiss now. Army knife. So. All right. Well, let's talk about this other story here. Do you do you guys want to talk about guns anymore? Do we cover it? How do you, you feel know how him? I feel? You know how I feel about how do them, you feel, the murder, the murder tools. Murder tools. Okay, we got murder tools. I don't disagree with that. I mean, there's really you can't dig a ditch with them. Um, all right, so that checks out. Travis, thoughts on guns? I'm very excited to get an AR-15 to fix my stove. <laughs> <laughs> First, and I gotta get a stove, though. <laughs> I am very excited to get an AR-15 to get this pus out of my <laughs> ear. How did Ben die? <laughs> Turns out he had pus in the ear combined with a bullet. <laughs> a talking right. bullet, though. A talking oh, bullet. That's Remember fun. them talking bullets? <laughs> that's a fun way to go. It was fun. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right. I want to talk about this as well. This is happening on the border. Have you guys heard what uh, Biden is using as far as uh, a way to surveil the border? So Biden, the, the Biden administration has approved this face app. It's a facial mm. recognition app, and it's going to be used on the border. It's going to be used to uh, identify tens of thousands of migrants. My question is this. When does the chicken come home to roost? As we saw with the drones in the Middle East, uh, there was everyone loved him when they were over Pakistan, despite the fact that, oh man, I'll never forget. I was watching maybe Frontline and they interviewed this kid, this little Pakistani kid. Mm. And he was like, my favorite days are the cloudy days. And they were like, why? And he was like, because I can't see the drones. And I was like, that's the saddest mm, fucking geez. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it was the saddest thing I've ever heard. And the drones were the massive tools used by the federal government specifically uh, as technology uh, met up with the minds of our military under Obama. Uh, they were used exclusively almost during that portion of the forever war. So John Brennan, uh, former John CIA Brennan, director, loved thank, drones. Thanks for nothing. And now, of course, the drones have come home uh, to roost uh, as they're being used during some of the uprisings that we saw in 2020. I mean, yeah. the surveil state is unbelievable. Now we're having this new technology 
Uh, it was created by CBP-1. It relies on a controversial facial recognition, geolocation, and cloud technology. Now, we also know with facial recognition, there is a racial bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, black and brown people, Asian people, um, they have been, uh, they're, they're, it's wrong. They get the wrong data. Yep. And people have been you know, convicted of crimes because right. of the, the wrong facial recognition. And it's funny because I watched one story where there was the dude that the facial recognition, it was like, yep, it's this guy and if you look at the guy and if you look at who they're looking for you're like that is not the same guy but they but it kept on saying it was and so the prosecutor didn't even trust their own mind and the defense attorney had to just show pictures to the jury they're like that's the guy who did it that's our client and then the jury was like yeah that's that the app is people the app's wrong but the prosecution still went forward with it thankfully the man uh, cooler heads or rational minds prevailed we trust this technology way too much and so with Biden starting to use this technology on the border, it's just a matter of time until this is used in D.C. to, uh, you know, as far as uh, because of what happened on January 6th, wait until they say, well, we need this facial recognition all around D.C. if they already haven't deployed something similar. But the thing with this technology evidently is it's new and this is the first time it's being used. Interesting. So we know that this the facial recognition technology is not new. Uh, Facebook has existed for well over 10 years now, and they've been using it for a very long time. Because uh, anytime you post a picture on Facebook, it will tell you who that person is if they have a Facebook account. And a bunch of the other social media accounts. They keep on tagging me as Gary Busey. Oh, that's a a compliment. That's a compliment (laughs) by Mark Zuckerberg. Um, But that's a great point. And in fact, people were pointing out that TikTok uh, and, and Snapchat, all these other apps that you know you, they have a fun filter where you take a picture of your face and now you're a bunny but in fact yep. it has been a way to just track people's what their faces look like and um legal crossings at the border already use facial recognition whenever you come from like mexico here to the us uh, as you're in line they already know who you are they know if you're if your legal status and they they know literally uh where you live and they know these things because when you come up to the screen they ask you to scan your passport your green card your id whatever and all that information pops up on it and there. they're able to verify it this seems to me like it even goes further because it it sort of infers there's almost a social credit system attached to it mm. like we see in china right. where it's not just facial recognition it's also a list of political ideas it's a list of are you a good citizen or bad citizen how many you know credits do you have have you been kind to the government or not and you definitely want to be the former if you're in china because they will kill you (laughs) this seems like it actually gives up more sensitive information to asylum seekers in a three it's a three-part privacy impact assessment they call it which is just a way of (laughs) saying like figuring out who the hell you are but um, they can process all individuals at once. And the DHS is calling this, uh, of course, that's the Department of Homeland Security. I'm sure everyone knows that, but uh, they're calling this, quote, the smart border. And it is gonna cost $1.2 billion. Uh, that'll be to modernize all of the ports, including ensuring safe, orderly, and humane treatment of migrants. So isn't it funny that Donald Trump ran on build a wall in a tangible, stupid man's way, because tan- as we know, brick and mortar is going away. This is so much more than the wall. Right. It's $1.2 billion. This is the cyber wall. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to uh, use this to then track these people forever. And you just wonder, you know, what it, what happens when they do become a citizen? You know, are, are, all of their data is there. What happens when they're here? And all of a sudden, 
uh, the government, because as we know with DACA, the, the, the families right. that actually did the right thing, and there were 800,000 of them or so, they did the right thing, they registered with the government under Obama, new administration. Oh, they're we all have trackable. your information. Yeah. They're all trackable. So now it's all gonna be trackable, new administration. What's the, is Stephen Miller gets his crazy ass in, in the White <laughs> House, in the, in the brain of some president? I mean, the guy ain't going nowhere. Uh, he's a psychopath. And uh, next thing you know, we, oh, we have a whole database. Right. This is all the information on all of these people. Some of them may have gone on to college. Some may have had families here. Some have rooted here. But uh, let's just go screw them all over again. But the police already has all this this uh, this technology because the police already uses facial recognition data uh, uh, technology. Our United States police system, they already use a traffic light tracking, a license plate tracking system, right. you know, because that was one of the things about that. There was a discussion a few years back with Amazon with because Amazon has all this. Uh, Amazon is the, the company that runs the, the servers and has all this data. They were complaining that Amazon was working with police to basically build sure. a bigger database. So, I mean, it's already come home to roost. So I'm just trying to understand. I think the difference with this is this three-part assessment that they have, which brings into account not just like your name. I mean, you, you really have, like, I think it breaks down a series of uh, attributes. So how, but how this is this different? How? Well, this is according to Ashley Gorski. Okay. Uh, she's a senior attorney at the ACLU National Security Project. Thank you, ACLU. I love the ACLU. Love it. Love them. Um, she says the CBP's use of face recognition poses enormous risk to privacy and is another step down a dangerous path. Whenever the government acquires a person's face print, it creates a risk of persistent surveillance where the government could identify and track people's movements without their knowledge. So I think this is a real like when we go through a traffic light, when we are being monitored on that. I don't think that data is collected or stored in the same way that this app seems to be collecting and storing. That must be the major difference because this is now something where you are geolocated and you're going to be constantly tracked. We're not geolocated. I mean, other than the fact I'm holding an yeah, iPhone. I was going to say. And, but I can put yeah. this down theoretically. Right. Other than the vaccine. Other than the vaccine. It's, it's, it's in you. It's geolocated. It's inside of you. Oh my God, give me plus in my ear. <laughs> That's the difference. This is going to track you. So they can't put a phone down. They're good. They're in the system. Well, basically, I, I think I, I what I feel has happened is they summarized. They brought three technologies together yes. and now are now applying it. So basically, you already have a cell phone. They can already track you. We already have facial recognition data and you already have a social security number, which tracks you in the form of social credit. I know I, I might offend people by comparing social security numbers to what the Chinese government is doing. Well, it's a little how, bit different, but it's not. But, I wouldn't say social security. Uh, numbers, numbers. Number. I wouldn't say social, I wouldn't. I wouldn't equate the two. I would equate our our true uh, credit system. Right, and so, but it is tied to your social security number. That's the way. That's the way they find what your credit report. You have to give them your social security number. So, so, so I'm saying they what they did is you know uh, is this the future for America? Yeah, because that's how they would do it. They'll roll out programs like this on the people coming in on the border, illegal non-illegal and then they'll be like oh uh, wouldn't it be nice it works so well on the border we'll just uh apply uh, it to i mean all we Americans. did it to all people coming in from the border what if we did i mean what if all, the government says everyone born everyone oh. born starting after 2025 we have to register you in the system it Ooh. is a, it is fascinating so 
uh, Trump used this thing called Title 42. Have you heard about this Title 42? This was what Trump used to basically force immigrants or asylum seekers to stay in Mexico. Uh, it was a law that came in 1944. It was a public health law, right? Right. And so Trump is like, no one's allowed to get in. There was roughly 800,000 expulsions because of it. And there were 70,000 asylum seekers just forced to stay in Mexico. Right. Mm. So Biden froze that. So people are coming in. So now we're seeing... Um, in recent weeks, there's been 11,000 asylum seekers enter the U.S. So this seems to be his, I guess, compromise mm. on allowing people in. But we're also going to track the hell out of them to know where they are at all times. But then again, you know for a fact, as we've learned, the government tests on poor people. Uh -huh. The government tests on immigrants. Uh, vulnerable people. Vulnerable people. And then... We'll figure out what the test says. And if it's an A++, <laughs> then they're going to start using it on on uh, the general public. And that's why when I hear stories like this, it's always like, oh, okay, I guess it's good. We need border security and we need to know who's coming into this country. But then uh, the whole conversation is like, this is really, this is just the test to see if this works. Right. And how accurate it is. How accurate it is. And God forbid, I hope that it's accurate. In many uh, ways, because otherwise you're going to be, you know, creating felons out of so many people. I just, the more, when I hear government database, you know, I have my German roots. I just <laughs> don't get comfortable. Right. I don't love the idea. Now, I also understand I just said something very similar about the AR-15, how I want there to be a government database. That being said, getting an AR-15, you have to go get it. Right. You have to, you are now, you it's are. choice. It's a choice and you are completing a circuit. Right. You know, you're you're completing a circuit. You're purchasing something. The government's like, all right, we can let's do this. We trust you to have this. It's your right to have it, but we trust you. I mean, we have our rights are constantly not challenged per se, but you know, altered. I couldn't, you know, you malleable. Is that the right? You word? can't scream fire in a goddamn uh, theater. You know what I'm saying? Like the, our rights are constantly malleable. Right. And uh, when it comes to something like this, I understand they're coming over the border, but I just feel like they start putting this technology to use which they will on the general public why does everything have to be a tom cruise movie can't we just right. can't we just watch like uncle buck and try to live like that why do we always have to live in the world's worst future apocalypse right robot dogs robot, robot dogs. police dogs philip k dick wins every every time, time. Oh boy he's great so that's my concern and i don't and again i feel like we need a path to citizenship and we need all of those things to help with the border crisis Talk about what's going on in the nations that these people are actually fleeing from right. a lot of these nations which are you know if you look at mexico you look at the cartels all they're doing now is fentanyl basically <sighs> that's coming from china because the chinese government creates it i mean we had a great interview with somebody who actually went to fentanyl inc oh you weren't here for that no, that, was was with, that was with travis morningstar i interviewed the uh the author of uh fentanyl inc fascinating stuff right but you know there's just so much going on in those regions that can be addressed right I mean, it's so much corruption in those countries and it's we just have to solve that and then hopefully people won't come like why would anybody want to go to a foreign country and be an immigrant when you could just like stay in your country and like hopefully run a business but they're oh there's no businesses here there's nothing we're not safe here we gotta go these people are not like having a great time 
they had to i mean they the these people are not mexicans these people are from another country so they were right. illegal in mexico, mexico yeah. so, you know oh, mexico yeah. so just think about the nightmare that they went through just to get to yes. the border yeah mexico's border mexico's southern border is a lot like america's southern border you know mexico is basically referred to in central america as the united states of central america because all the other countries but you you tapped into something very important there ben i mean foreign policy america's foreign policy in South America, in Central America. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk it's about the, the, the coup in Honduras in 2009. That was, again, uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton dinged for that one when she was running in 2016 because that was basically the U.S. signed off on that coup. So you have multiple countries you know, in South America, Central America. Those are the folks trying to leave the countries that the United yes. States has meddled in. Absolutely. And now they want to come to where the jobs are. Yeah, Absolutely. And as we've been talking about, or I guess nationally we've been talking about, all these employers are like, no one wants the jobs. Well, well I bet you we can get somebody to work these jobs. <laughs> yeah. people because there are people who want these jobs. And honestly, if we, that's one of the biggest ironies of uh, the post-COVID world is people uh, realizing maybe they did get Etsy accounts. Maybe they did realize that they can do more can do things anything. with their life. Right. And they From might home. not want to go back to those jobs. And then as my father filled the, you know, my father being an immigrant, filled a truck driver job, we'll have immigrants to fill waiter, whatever, service industry jobs, fantastic jobs. Right. That's interesting. And tip very, very well. The Republicans are literally saying there's no one to take these jobs. And then they're also be like, keep out all those people who want jobs. Yeah. Keep them out of here. (laughs) (sighs) You know. And anyway. It's probably more about keeping them, the rights away from them rather than keeping them Boom. out here. Boom, that's the theme of the day. That is the theme of the day. So apparently when it comes to facial recognition, so they have one sample now. So far they have 4.4 million people right. uh, that they have taken their facial recognition through this program. And uh, evidently they found only 215 of those people uh, were mistaken. Um, of course, it's a huge deal if you were one of those 215 right. people. Right. <laughs> But uh, so there's, they're saying it's a statistical, you know, it's a it's a small amount statistically. But as we talk about with like, you know, the death penalty, even if it's one percent, then the state can't be doing it. And Marcus Parks, actually, when it comes to the death penalty, even made a greater point. He's like, these people need to be kept alive so we can learn why. What right. you know, what made them do it? What? Yes, sure. So we can learn more stuff. Mm. This is an interesting thing. It's a federal study, apparently, um, in 2019 of over 100 commercially available facial recognition algorithms found that the accuracy did vary from country of birth, sex, age, and race. And it was especially unreliable uh, for border crossing photos and images of those from Africa or the Caribbean. Really? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise on that. We just have to be careful that uh, we don't, you know, these things matter. And I know... It's that old cliche, and then when they came for me, no one was there. <gasps> but if we don't think about, you know, how they're using this technology on the Another, weakest people, which literally are non-citizens, the most vulnerable people, the most vulnerable people, then don't be surprised when that starts. When outside of your high school, they got all this shit. They know your grades before you even come in. They know your right. reputation before you even come in. You can't get a fresh start. It's, it's really truly happening and it's we just have to be very careful and ethically i think there's some massive massive red flags and morally i just don't think it's very american to be tracking people uh the way that they're tracking people well what if you gave them an ar-15 at the border you know what 
If they want an AR-15, they're going to have to steal it from my cold, dead, dead puss in my ear. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Anything else? I mean, those those are really kind of the two issues that I wanted to talk about. AOC has endorsed Maya Wiley in New York, but Maya Wiley isn't really polling too well. I have no idea what happened in New York. I do want to get Marcus Parks on that yeah. uh, on here for that. Uh, that that election is coming up in a few weeks. Uh, Andrew Yang, you know me. I was a I was a big Yang ganger. I was a Yang gang banger. Yeah. But uh, his campaign manager needs to be fired. I don't know what happened. He's fallen It from seemed grace. like such a slam dunk, and now it's not. It's not. No. Apparently, uh, yeah, Garcia. Garcia's the gal. Catherine Garcia evidently is I'm really I'm still great. pulling for Scott Stringer. He did a great job as comptroller. Scott Stringer. Yeah. But I don't know. Let me know what you think about Andrew Yang. And DM me or find me on Twitter. Um, because it seems like, I don't know what happened. <sighs> he just lost his focus. Stick on economics, man. The city is suffering. Right. Just focus on economics. That's all people care about right now because people are devastated. It just seems weird. I think it was the the Israel Palestine thing was the beginning of the end, right? And then he showed up at those cop at those rallies, you know, and Horrible people didn't idea. want him there, you know. And then on his Instagram, he's deleting all the uh, Israel Palestine comments. So then all the other comments are just you're deleting comments, and then he deletes those comments, and I'm like, just. <sighs> Oh boy. It's a nightmare. I mean, Andrew Yang, look, he was a, uh, an entrepreneur, know. a businessman. He ran a, a fun presidential campaign. I would say this is essentially what we dealt with when we ran in New York politics. They're going to put you through the ringer. If they're scared of you at all, which they were barely scared of us. They didn't even know we existed. But, maybe, we, but. we did remember we did get a write-in challenge when Ben was running with the Reform Party for Brooklyn Borough President. The Republicans tried to um, win the Reform Party primary didn't over Ben, happen. which would knock Ben off the ballot. So you'd be surprised at uh, you know the cunningness that you need to have to even engage remotely with New York politics. And I just you think really Yang's do. over his head. You really do because... You have to, like, it's so funny in like a binary world where it's like, you gotta love everyone, all this stuff. New York politics are basically, you go to groups of people and then you shit on all the other groups of people they don't like. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to those groups of people and you shit on everybody else. And then everyone's like, this is the good guy. This guy's a this good guy's guy. Fun. You gotta do what Nixon did, which if you listen to the Nixon tapes, if he was talking to a black guy, he would go off about the Jews. But if you're talking to a Jewish <laughs> guy, he would go off on the blacks. If you're talking to a Catholic guy, <laughs> like he would just he'd go on about the Lutherans or something. Right, I right. mean, he was just like, who do you hate? Yeah, I hate those motherfuckers. Oh, I hate those motherfuckers too. But yeah, we'll see what happens with Yang Gang out there. It looks like uh, a tight race. Um, Eric Adams, also the former Brooklyn Borough president. That's who we ran current, against. That's who we ran against, current Brooklyn Borough president. Because we didn't win. He's polling, uh, <laughs> he's polling very high as well. But talk about uh, a... a well, he's he's, he's a former a cop. He's a former cop. Former state senator. And it was basically a, a Republican for a long time. He's an establishment stooge, I think. But of course, that's why I ran against him. All right. So keep on checking that out, what's going on in uh, in New York. Also in North Carolina, a uh, North Carolina county has banned Coke machines. Mm. Like because, cocaine machines? No, Coca-Cola <laughs> classics. Because, because of the, because of Coca, the baseball Because stuff. of Coca-Cola's left-wing politics. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how Coca-Cola is left-wing. You know how they're left-wing. Yeah. You know how you've always thought that. That's not a sign that I someone's batshit insane. They're anti-war, anti-corporation. Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola yeah. would never have blood on their hands for anything. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, speaking of which, also, just a little hodgepodge of stories here towards the end. There was also that cyber attack that took place, which we should talk about. We should talk about that further with a tech expert as well, because the cyber attacks, they're coming fast. They're coming for they're our coming gas. Furious. They're coming for our meat. What's next? Baseball. Baseball. Apple pie. For our video games. 
Ah! Didn't they hack World of Warcraft? They did. They had a DDoS attack over the week. What did ha- so what happens when you hack yeah. World of Warcraft? Uh, well, yeah. what, what, and also, why can't the wizards do nothing about it? <laughs> yeah, why can't they? Well, a DDoS attack. I'll focus on that. How about that? <laughs> okay, a denial you. of service attack. Uh, so basically what you do is, for example, say, uh, you know, PayPal, any website. Um, when you go to the website, you got to enter information and that goes to the server. You know, like say you're entering payment information that goes from your computer to the server through the magic of the internet. Well, a DDoS attack, a denial of service attack, what they do is they get an automated system to do that thousands and hundreds of thousands of times a second. So what that does is flood the system. So they deny Uh. services. They're not able to, you're not able to go to the website. You're not able to enter payment information. You're not able to make orders. You know, it's a deny. It's it's yeah. a, it's coordinated, there's, but it's very easy to do. There's mm. some speculation. Gas prices. Do any gas pumps work in this country? Uh, <laughs> there is some speculation. It'll be seven bucks, seven dollars. Is that from the inflation, or is that from the hack? Or I is think that it's from, from the, a bit of the both. And then, of course, you know, months and months ago, we talked about that attack on the refinery in Saudi Arabia by unnamed black water operatives sent by Goldman Sachs or whatever. Yeah. So good grief. Well, you know, it is interesting after a pandemic. Right now, the gas prices are only three fifteen. So, all right. Well, after a pandemic, and not only it's expensive. You do got to wonder if some of these corporations are going to start seeking out uh, lost monies from last year, and the, one of the best ways to do that is just kind of double your prices. Yeah, economically, that's that's a big thing. Well, that's the thing we've always said. Grocery stores are going up. The only thing that trickles down is the cost. That's it. All right. Well, I think that's basically. That's basically it. The House Democrats are trying to push uh, uh, for $547 billion to boost highways and transit and uh, infrastructure, build bridges and stuff. You know me. A lot of my money is in there. Build bridges mm. so that bridges stop collapsing. So it's a good policy. And, <laughs> and, and take care of the roads. I have no problem with infrastructure. It's just so funny to see CNN ran a story. I would love to do a thing where I would take news stories and get rid of the Chiron so people didn't know if it was Fox or CNN. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because CNN just ran a Fox News story and Fox News just ran a CNN story. The story on Fox News was infrastructure is great. And then the story on CNN was infrastructure is falling apart and people need to get back to work and look at all these people who are suffering. Oh, Fox News. It was totally... Anyway, that's you, why, again, the mind fuck that is television news and me and corporate media in general in this country. It's such, we're getting lied to. Well, you know, uh, who do, they do that a lot on Twitter. What they would do is they would take what Bernie Sanders would say and then put it as if Trump was saying it and watch all the Trump, you know, followers respond oh. positively to it. And then yep. be like, ha ha, it was actually Bernie. <laughs> oh, <no>. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a really smart thing to do. Remember that you are being manipulated. All and the time. It's hard to, yeah. I mean, you're not going to avoid it. Listen to the last podcast network. Yes, avoid the manipulation. <laughs> I got bust in my ear. I can't be listening to that. <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, let's, uh, next week, we're going to have a great interview. We're going to speak with someone from The Last Prisoner Project. And uh, and then, yeah, we're excited. We're going to keep on bringing you the best content as, as we see it. And hopefully you enjoy the conversations. You know, we're just trying to, just trying to make hash sense. this stuff out and make sense of it all because... It's a uh, it's a convoluted, complex world as everyone has so many different outlets for media, and sometimes they cobble together a very bizarre worldview. They do, as we talked about this past week on uh, last podcast on the left with the Goblin Universe, <sighs> which some people believe in. Isn't that fun? <laughs> we it are is fun. we are in the Goblin Universe. Aren't why we? not? Sure, yeah. Why not? I, yeah, I believe I, that the goblins have run amok. I believe it. All right, everyone, take care of yourself. Can't wait to see you on the road very soon. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.